0: Namaste and Hari Om. This is Kishore Trivedi welcoming you to this episode of All About Dharma program on the Naira Radio. As you know, this is a sister program of the Know Your Dharma initiative of the Hindu Society of North Carolina. Past recordings of events under both these programs can be found at hsnctemple.org slash know-your-dharma webpage. Uh, let us start with a famous prayer dedicated to Shri Ganesh. And the prayer will be recited by my 13 year old grandson Ishan, and he will be aided by nine year old grandson Cairo.
1: Vakratunda Mahakaya Suryakoti Samaprabha Nirvegnam Kurume Deva Sarvakaryeshu Sarvada. O Bhagavan Sri Ganesh, with a curved trunk and a large body. Radiant as millions of suns, please make all my undertakings free of obstacles, always. Nana, can you please tell us more about Ganeshji?
0: Uh, surely. Uh, Bhagwan Shri Ganesh is also known as Ganapati, Vinayak, and by many other names. He is one of the most beloved deities and is the first to be worshipped in all religious rites. Shri Ganesh is always there to steady our minds and open the proper doors as we evolve and progress he never ever fails us he is always there for us when we need him let me invite ishan and kairav's father sanjay to shed some more light on shri ganesh
1: satguru shivaya sukhdamunya swami writes in his book loving ganesh he was and is the one prayed to when starting a business or an enterprise of any kind Today, factory workers approach a small shrine dedicated to him before commencing their daily work so that nothing might go wrong. Businessmen beg his help in adjusting the stock market to their advantage. And farmers, of course, chant his 108 names while planting their seeds, rice, other crops, or trees. When no rain comes, images of our loving Sri Ganesh are seen throughout Bharatland, submerged in water up to his neck so that his great mind may become impressed with the people's crying needs. When grandma is sick or the crops are not coming in on time, when the children are growing up wrongly by adopting alien ways, Hindus diligently pray to our loving Sri Ganesh for help in restructuring their lives. He is the Supreme Lord of Dharma and we pray to him for guidance in the direction of our lives. Shri Ganesh is a popular subject in artwork, paintings, and sculptures. Ganesha's uniqueness lies in the fact that reverence for him spreads across all denominations of Hinduism. His image is found throughout India, Sri Lanka, Fiji, Thailand, Bali, Japan, Bangladesh, and Nepal. Bhagavan Shri Ganesh is our friend and benefactor in the fulfillment of the four aims of human life, namely, virtuous living or dharma, acquisition of wealth and prosperity or artha, enjoyment of worldly pleasures or kama, and liberation from the cycle of birth and death or moksha. His four arms promise to us the four pursuits of human life or purusharthas. He helps both the householders as well as the renunciates in realizing these goals. Papa, why is Bhagavan Sri Ganesh considered to be the remover of obstacles? Bhagwan Sri Ganesh is considered to be the remover of obstacles by showing us the dharmic path in our acquisition of wealth and in our pursuit of worldly pleasures. Several of his names, such as Vignaharta or Vigneshwar, translate as the destroyer of obstacles. His riding the mouse indicates his control over fear, hesitation, weakness, doubt and nervousness, which the mouse symbolizes. He removes these obstacles to facilitate success and achievement for those who pray to him. His form teaches us to imbibe many of his qualities that will help us with our difficulties in life. His large ears tells us to listen to others. This will enable us to make informed decisions His big belly suggests not to immediately retort to others when encountering an unpleasant situation. It suggests to digest both good and bad experiences and to have a stomach to keep secrets. Ganesh's big belly also represents generosity. His small eyes suggest at once concentration and the ability to penetrate through facades and get to the essence within. His long nose indicates the need to be able to distinguish between right and wrong, dharma and adharma, and between shreyas and prayas. His large head suggests the importance of developing and using our intellect to its fullest potential and to think. Indeed, think big and out of the box. Indeed, if we try and develop these qualities, then we should be successful in our lives. Nana,
0: can you tell us more about adorable Sri Ganesh? Surely, Through Though Sri Ganesh is worshipped as the elephant headed deity, the form is just to indicate the formless notion of the, of the divine, which we call as Brahman and is indicated by the symbol Om. Sri Ganesh is the formless divine encapsulated in a magnificent form for the benefit of devotees. The essence of Sri Ganesh is brought out beautifully by Adi Shankaracharya in one of his composition that Kairav knows how to sing. Uh, He's in that particular composition called, uh, that is Ganesh is called, ajam nirvikalpam nirakaram ekam. This means that Sri Ganesh is ajam, unborn. He is nirvikal, attributeless. He is nirakal, that is formless. And he thus symbolizes the ultimate reality or Brahman. Now same idea is indicated in Ganapati Atharvashirsh, uh, where where he's addressed thus by the devotees, Brahma, Vishnu, Surya, Chandra Maha, Brahma, You are none other than Trimurti of Brahmaji, Vishnuji and Shivji. You are Indra, you are fire, you are air and you are the sun and the moon. You are Brahman, you are the three worlds namely bhulok Antarikshlok and svarglok you are om then it goes on you indeed are the visible tattvam conscious a sense of underlying everything you indeed are the only creator that is karta by whose power the universe is created. You indeed are the only sustainer or dhartha. by whose power the universe is sustained. You indeed are the only dissolver or harta by whose power the universe is finally dissolved in its conscious essence. You indeed are all this, the universe. You are are verily Brahman. You are the visible Atman, the eternal underlying reality. While representing the formless Brahman, Sri Ganesh also shows the way to attain that exalted state called moksha, the four purushats. How Ganesh does that will be
1: pointed out by Sanjay. Every student of Vedanta knows that three-step vichar is a way to progress spiritually towards the ultimate goal of moksha. The first step in vichar is shravan, which means listening to discourses on Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads, or reading these scriptures. This process of shravan or intake of spiritual knowledge is indicated by Sri Ganesha's large ears. They also symbolize that even the wise people are always open to hearing fresh ideas and opinions. The second step in vichar is manan, independent thinking and reflection. For this, the seeker needs a sensitive intelligence with ample sympathy to discover in himself sufficient accommodation for all living creatures in the universe. Sri Ganesh's elephant head symbolizes immense wisdom needed for manna. The third step in vichar is Nindidhyasana, deep meditation. Sri Ganesh's small eyes suggest meditation and the ability to perceive subtle aspects of the self and the universe. A prerequisite for the spiritual path is that the seeker is endowed with discrimination or vivek. Emerging from Sri Ganesh's head is the elephant trunk. This trunk usually, mm-hmm. visually, visually, depicts a well developed subtle intellect. The subtle intellect discriminates between permanent and impermanent, between the changing and the unchanging. Another important prerequisite for a Vedantic student is detachment or vairagya. In the representation of Sri Ganesh, we always find a mouse sitting in the midst of the beautiful, fragrant, ready-made food. But if you observe closely, you will find that the poor mouse is sitting looking up at Sri Ganesh, shivering with anticipation, but not daring to touch anything without his command. This is indicating vairagya or detachment. The mouse is a small little animal with tiny teeth. And yet in a silo of grain, a single mouse can bring big losses to the community. By continuously gnawing and nibbling at the grain. Similarly, there is a mouse within each one of us, which can eat away even a mountain of merit in it. And this mouse is the power of desire. A seeker needs to perfectly master this urge to acquire, possess, and enjoy this self annihilating power of desire that it should be completely held in obedience to the will of the master. Well, thank you for um,
0: assisting today. I would like to thank uh, my two grandsons, Kairo and Ishan, and my son in law, Sanjay, for helping us with this episode. Hario and Namaste.